3: Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Monday, October 30th. From our extraordinary core group of NBA journalists, we're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Sean Powell. and Sean was in the house. Wemby Mania continues, San Antonio Spurs, Los Angeles Clippers, Uh, Victor Wembenyama continues to draw a lot of attention, but the, the Clippers were the one that's prevailed last night 123-83 win over the Spurs there were seven clippers in double figures uh but Sean first the attention is and has been and will continue to be on Victor Wembanyama who comes away from this game with 11 points he's 4-10 from the field uh 50% from the three throw line taking six trips from your perspective your vantage point uh seeing him up close and personal in, in live what did you what did you take away Um, from the performance last night of Wemby and just how he continues to progress here in the very young, young part of his NBA career?
4: Well, I would probably say this was, well, not probably. It was definitely his roughest outing of the season. Uh, It was his first time in Los Angeles, you know, playing before a really big you know media contingent bright lights all that even though it was the clippers people will say wow well, you know wait till he plays the lakers uh, the clippers are actually still pretty good i think as they show winning by 40. but um if you you know never saw him before first of all you say oh wow he's tall that's first thing of course uh the second <laughs> thing you're going to say is uh this is the guy who everyone hyped you know so and again you have to really keep everything about Wen in, in perspective Uh, Number one, he's only 19 years old. And then number two, he still hasn't filled out his body. Now, that really was a factor against the Clippers because right away, uh, Robert Covington on him. They tried to get really physical with him as much as the rules would allow. Uh, You know, you had a lot of help. Kawhi Leonard, uh, Nick Batum, his countrymen from France, Jumped in there as well and gave him a couple elbows, uh, so I think the Clippers were probably sending him a message about what the NBA life is really going to be like from here for the next uh, seventy nine or so games. And you know, Wembyama knew this coming in, and nothing's going to happen overnight with his body. Obviously, that's going to take some time, uh, but he did show flashes. You know, he made a, a couple nice moves. Russell Westbrook really jumped as high as Russell Westbrook can jump now and tried to block that shot. He didn't get it, but you could see the look on Russell's face that he blew an opportunity because players are going to be taking their shots against him. They want to dunk on him. They want to make him look bad. They want to get their highlight against him. Uh, but the good thing about this kid, Wemeyama, and it keeps impressing me to this day, Sarah, he is so mature. Nothing rattles him. He could have a bad game, a bad moment, whatever. He stays even keel. You have to like that about them. Greg Popovich talked a lot about uh, that about him, uh, saying this kid has been a professional for a few years. He's already seen it all, just in terms of the hype and everything. His parents have done a good job, and Popovich says, I better not screw this kid up. Because this kid came to me, you know, pretty much ready-made from a maturity standpoint. Now his body just has to mature. I think he's going to look. He's going to be a typical rookie. He's going to have some ups and some downs, but I think his ups are going to just give you that impression that wow, he really is going to be the real deal. He's already a very advanced defensively. He could be in the running for uh, both the Rookie of the Year award and the Defensive Player of the Year award. I don't think that's an outrageous statement to make after three games.
3: Yeah, and I think the interesting part is those players around him right. I mean, you look at Devin Vassell comes away with 14 points. Um, Calvin Johnson look, but but that's also going to be a factor game to game in even the, the game planning of the Clippers We were talking about, you know, seven players in double figures. A lot of what they're predicated on is how strong and good they are defensively. Uh, Ty Lu, his ability to be able to to be strategic in scheme and so I think for Wembenyama, th- there certainly will be with any rookie ups and downs uh, but how it is that the complementary players around him him are able to contribute on a night-by-night basis to to free things up for him as well. And even like a a true point guard or a point guard that understands how to organize and best run the offense, facilitate for him. I think there's a lot of aspects um, with this and with the attention to your point that it is going to be fluid, but overall the fact that you got a mature young player and an individual like him who understands that and has a disp- disposition to handle this at the professional level I think is something um, wh- where the optimism and the hope uh, for what he will become will continue. Uh, the flip side of things, Sean, you got to see this Clippers team, and I think they've always been this on paper, what will they look like with their health, with, if they're healthy, um, when they have potentially players available. And it showed between Kawhi, Paul George, um, what Russ looked like. You got some contributions off the bench from Bones Highland, Norm Powell. What did you see with the Clippers in terms of their aspirations to be title contenders this season once again?
4: Well, the most amazing thing about the Clippers right now, no one has missed a game because of injuries, Sarah. Really, that's really. really,
3: really. <laughs> we're throwing, what? Three games in? Is that is that where we're at now? We're looking.
4: Uh. At the, we're like, uh, oh, Kawhi's good. Uh, oh, Russell Westbrook's good. Paul George is good. I mean, really, when you look at the Clippers, that's first and foremost. Interesting, you say that, sir, because the next two games are back to back. They play Orlando. At home and then the Lakers at home, that Laker game is a national TV game. And you know how the NBA feels about stars sitting out national TV games. So I think this is the first big test. Forget San Antonio. This is the first big test for the Clippers. Are they going to have a full lineup on the floor for a 48, hour, uh, 48 hours, back-to-back games? So then we'll see this team, which is sort of like the poster child for the player particip- participation uh, policy, how how the Clippers going to respond? As far as on the court, I think they they played pretty well. I mean, look, they, they didn't look really great in their loss, but their their first, their two wins have been relatively easy. Uh, you know, Kawhi looks good. You know, Paul Jones looks good. In spurts, Russell Westbrook looks good. The the, the you know the supporting cast looks good. Hesitation down the lane, counted in a foul for Kawhi Leonard. I really want to see how they play against the Lakers. Uh, I really want to see how they play once they really get on the road and have a string of games. Um, but I would probably say so far, so good. I just keep going back to the health with this team. And, you know, with like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, this I think we got year four together. Um, you know, are, are they going to be there in April and May? And maybe if they make it that far in June, um, you know. Let's really judge them there, judge them then, because we really haven't been able to judge the Clippers accurately since that time. One guy's been out, both guys have been been out, and it's really hurt this team at the end. So let's see them over like a couple months, you know, wish them good health. I think they'll play very well. I don't know if they're among the elite of the elite, but that will uh, tell us a lot about this team and where it might be headed.
3: Yeah, Well, a couple teams trying and are among the elite of the lead out in the West. Uh, met last night in Sacramento. The Kings and the Lakers went into overtime. It was a thriller, 132-127, as the Kings pulled away with a win. De'Aaron Fox with 37 points, um, added eight assists. Keegan Murray was really strong with 17. Off the bench, um, Malik Monk. Lawrence
0: out to Monk. Lines up the seeds.
3: He ended up having 22 points, and he was really special in overtime. LeBron James, another masterpiece, 27, 15, and 8. 17 for D'Angelo Russell, 20 for Torian Prince. A lot of big numbers, as you can see. Uh, With that game and with, let's first start with the Sacramento Kings, a a team that was bounced in seven games in the first round by the Golden State Warriors. They come back with a lot of their core pieces, um, but De'Aaron Fox is the showcase of that one. How how do you see this Sacramento team really stacking up against some of the best here in the Western Conference?
4: Well, I saw how they uh, stacked up against the Warriors and uh, not too pretty, basically. The game before they played the Lakers, uh, Steph Curry, you know, really, he had, what, 41 points against him. And this came off of the Game 7 last spring when he scored 50 points. So 91 points to Steph Curry in back-to-back games. Uh eh. You know, I, I think the one thing about the Sacramento Kings, when you look at them, number one, that they catch the league by surprise a little bit last year. Uh, you know, they had a great year, not taking taking nothing from them. Uh, but, you know, uh, the Lakers weren't completely healthy. The Clippers weren't completely healthy. Um you know, would those teams had been better than Sacramento last year, uh had they been healthy, probably, whatever, we could play that game every year. So, and I'm not going to, you know, short chain the Sacramento Kings. Mike Brown has done a great job. Sabonis, uh, Darren Fox were all-stars last year. Malik Monk was terrific off the bench. And I think this way, that's the way it's going to shape up so far this year. Uh, Fox, what an incredible game. Uh This guy just proved last year how good he is in the clutch. And then you know, against the Lakers, he basically shows up best player on the floor with uh, that he shares with uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Box.
0: Oh man, quick set dribble, got it to go. Austin Reeves
4: is still looking for him. Very good, positive sign for the Sacramento Kings. That's a tough place to play for visiting teams, uh, and so look, I just think that they have to uh, have a, a next step mentality, you know. Uh, Now we can win 50 games. Now we can go uh, beyond the first round of the playoffs, provided we don't meet Steph Curry in a game 70, scores 50 points, Sarah. Uh, So I I think that's the way they have to look at themselves, that this is a good young core. We're growing and we just have to take the next step. And and suddenly whenever teams see us on the calendar, They're not circling it anymore saying, ah, we don't have to play our starters against them or we can rest some guys against them. No, we have to play hard against the Sacramento Kings. Um, As far as the Lakers, um, look, LeBron, um, it's mostly positive signs of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Uh, I would probably say that there's red flashing signs with, you know, like Austin Reeves, Gabe Benson, Rui Hachimura. I mean, these were the guys who got contract extensions last year uh, or signed in free agency. And we haven't really seen that much from them. You know, Austin Reeves has played on Team USA. You know, that's a long summer, you know, for him. And, uh, you know, I, look, it's a, it's a short sample size. You know, he could come out and have a, a fantastic game, you know, next, next night out. But he's it's been slow for him. It's been slow for the supporting cast. And because of that, you know, the other night LeBron James had to play the entire fourth quarter of a game when they had to win against the, the Phoenix Suns, he, the Lakers don't want to put him in that position. That's why they want to manage his minutes.
3: Sean, thirty. It's a, so much for the, the minutes limitation, 39 yeah. minutes last night as well. So yeah, exactly. it, when, they, when they need him to win, it, it's, it's tough he's, to keep him on play. the bench uh, under a 30-minute mark. He's got to play. Yeah, but you said it. Austin Reeves with five points, two points for Gabe Vincent off the bench. Um. Early, early here in the season as is, is we're picking things apart. Um, but it is going to be fun and interesting to watch. And, and to your point, um, how this continues to progress with their usage of LeBron James. Um, and, you know, th- there's a lot of a lot of conversation about usage, Sean. And, and one of those usages they're, they're looking to get back on the floor for the Philadelphia 76ers is James Harden. He was in the building. He did not play. Last night for the 76ers, but he was in the building. We will get to that right after the break.
0: Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick Six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co/pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com/promos.
2: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you
4: can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let's org.
3: Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by Sean Powell and... Uh, Sean, we've we've been discussing the Western Conference, but in the Eastern Conference, I think there's some clear delineation of, of who uh, a lot of us expect to be up towards the top with the Milwaukee Bucks, with the Boston Celtics. Uh, but the Philadelphia 76ers are a team. We continue to keep your eyes on in the ceiling for them. It is so high, but there are a lot of X factors. Um, one of those being James Harden. So Philadelphia comes away last night with a 126-98 win over the Portland Trail Blazers. Joel Embiid another monster game 35 points 15 rebounds 7 assists as for Tyrese Maxey as well with 26 points Maxie. baseline the back shot. Up top wow. shot doesn't matter maxey <laughs> swishes the A lot of the conversation was about James Harden he was in the building he was on the bench he is expected to practice with the team on Tuesday, uh, Nick Nurse discussed it uh, a bit in just saying all signs are positive. By all accounts, the conditioning and the ramp up that they feel like he still needs is taking place. Uh, from your perspective, what do you see with this James Harden situation and, and how you expect it to continue to play out?
4: I, I don't think anything has changed. I think James still feels the way he feels. um uh, look, is he going to go back on his 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 summertime vow to never be associated with, uh, you know, with a team led by, you know, Daryl Morey? It, you know, I mean, if he plays, then he wasn't being completely accurate. But again, he he, he risks uh, some financial penalties. He risks more history and reputation if this keeps up. I mean, look, I, I, I think in certain situations, you the love of the game has to take over. Any other emotion, the love of the game. I mean, this is why you're here to play basketball. So when you when you come back and you play basketball, things tend to take care of themselves. But you've got to play basketball first. And, you know, how is Joel Embiid feeling about this? You know, this is your guy. This is your team. This is a guy you wanted to be aligned next to. The guy that helped you lead the NBA and assists last year. The guy you helped get the MVP award. This is a team that needs you you know, to try to dethrone the Milwaukee Bucks, Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, whoever else is going to be your main contender in the East. Uh, and again, that's just me. Uh, James Harden is wired differently. I think we know this, Sarah. Uh, I don't know if he's going to continue holding this grudge, but he was in the building. He was on the bench. But until James Harden suits up and play, the storyline's always going to be James Harden and how long this is going to keep up.
3: Yeah, and I think you say for love of the game, that's one, and, and also, two for love of your teammates. And I think that's the aspect as you continue to watch the 76ers team. This is a, a team that does have the pieces and the potential uh, to compete for a title. And so that's where when you've watched how they come out in the early part of the season, um, how they've played, the growth of Tyrese Maxey, a lot of factors um that you wonder what it could look like if they do get a James Harden similar to who they saw last season, leading the league in in um, you know in assists. But overall, I think to your point, there's a lot to figure out, and a lot of it does rest on what James ultimately decides and what his ultimate goal is out of this in, in how he is, is playing this situation um, and also what the 76ers are, are willing to do or concede. So um, something that we will continue to keep our eyes on as, as we do always, Sean, with, with the rest of the league and across the league. We appreciate your time. Safe travels to you. I know we're going to be talking with you soon. Michael C. Wright will be joining us with some early, early MVP conversation this Friday, but we will be talking to you very soon once again. Looking forward to it, Sarah, as usual. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.